Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabel, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. Okay, so it's actually not raining. It's torrential downpouring, and you know, it's just like, it's almost like a meditation app. Like, we just kind of listen to it, and I got so much to tell you guys, just get zen with this background music that I've got going on. All right, so today is September 16th, Friday. It is exactly one week since I landed in Amsterdam. Uh, I flew out of Denver, Colorado. I landed in Iceland for a couple hours, and then I dropped into Amsterdam. And here we are. And honestly, you guys, it feels like I've been on this journey for months now. I've been journaling every single day, which is something I'm going to talk about. Um, I have like 20 pages already. I'm definitely going to have a book by the end of this because week one of almost six weeks of traveling, like that's a hundred page book. Well, can I do math very well? It doesn't matter. It's still a lot of, a lot of writing. Okay. So I'm very excited about that. But today I wanted to get on here and a couple things. Let's start with this. You can preach a better sermon with your life than with your lips. And I truly live my life like this. I'm true to myself. Every day is a masterpiece. I try to serve and help others. I always pray for guidance and I give thanks for my blessings daily. Because true wealth is an emotion. It's a sense of absolute abundance. And I always feel like I have more than I ever deserve. And I'm grateful for that. And I feel like that's a great way to live your life. Now, I've gotten a lot of messages since I left the country. I wasn't planning on being able to be on like Instagram and like updating stories and stuff like that. But my France SIM card has come in clutch. So I say France because that's and that's the SIM card that I ordered. Um, and then I have to like refill like put more credits on it starting on the 23rd. So it's worked really well for me, but I promised more podcasts and honestly it's been pouring rain for three days. And unless I'm in a cafe with a bunch of people talking, you guys are going to just get some background noise. So I just love this for us. Here we are. Okay. So a couple things I want to talk to you about week one alone in three European countries. So started in the Netherlands and then I went to Belgium and now I'm in Prague. You guys are like, maybe you know what Europe looks like, but the distance between Belgium and Prague is, well, all of Germany, which is why I took a flight, but we'll talk about that. So I landed in Amsterdam, and I'm not going to recap like everything, because again, this is going to be my book, but it's been a journey, and my backpack's about 30 pounds, plus or minus, and I don't care who you are, how fit you are, (laughs) I feel like I did like, I was bodybuilding to learn how to backpack through Europe with like endurance and stamina, because it's... It's, it's hard. It's hard to carry a backpack around that heavy. Um, honestly, it's been, um, it's been quite easy only because I'm just confident and like I'll figure it out and people genuinely want to help you. So I want to say that the first thing, a couple things that I've learned, quite a few things. Um, I landed and my menstrual cycle came six days early out of stress, out of moving across the country, out of all these things. And I was like, lovely, good thing I brought tampons. So I did bring tampons, not enough for my whole cycle. Um, Your body does adapt to where you are and what you're doing in your life. So in that case, I was like, oh shoot, like, "Mm, I'm stressed out. So this is, I'm not feeling very good. And what am I gonna do? So I'm like, okay, I gotta buy more tampons. So buy more tampons. Let me talk to you about European tampons. They're these little tiny white things, okay? 
like a normal tampon, but they're so tiny. It's like it's like the bed you buy, like the bed in a box, and it expands crazy. Like you buy these things and you're like, what is this gonna do for me? I'm just being honest with you. The packaging almost looks like a cigarette, to be honest. And for how small they appear, well, ladies, they do expand nicely. So European tampons was one of the first things I learned about. That was a great purchase. Um, if you don't make train reservations, you make friends really quick because you might end up having to sit on their lap. I had I bought the year rail pass for 10 days of travel here in Europe, and a couple of them say make seat reservations. Well, on my first one, I couldn't do it. It wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go anyway. And this was from Rotterdam to Bruges. It was just like a 40, it was like one of the stops. It was like 40 minutes. And I made friends with this guy named yust he's like it's like just but with a y so yust and um he was like helping me look at my ticket and stuff he's like no you should be okay and then all of a sudden i kept having to move seats and because i was taking people seats i was like oh my god and like this was like the only point in my journey like so far that i've actually gotten nervous because i was like what do i do what if they kick me off or find me i'm like oh whatever so i made friends with these business guys ended up sitting with them they had two open seats. They had the laptops out, their croissants and their coffee, and they were great. I got to talk to them, and I just learned a very good lesson, and that is if there is no seat reservations available to make, it's because there are no seats available on the train. Okay? Okay. Uh, let's talk about how bad my feet hurt. Cobblestone. Holy heckin' bob. Literally, I feel my heartbeat in my feet by, like, mid-end of the day. And sometimes I find myself just sitting at a restaurant just because I just want to sit. And then I end up, like, drinking or having a coffee because, like, you're in a restaurant. But, like, y'all, cobblestone's really, really hard on your feet. I must walk between 6 and 10 miles a day. Easy. Easy. I can't say that I'm making up for all the bread and pastries that I'm eating and beer I'm drinking. But I don't really care. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't really care. Uh, as for transportation, it's pretty, pretty easy. Um, the train, the metro, the buses are all pretty easy. The thing is, don't even try to pronounce the metro stop names, especially in Czech. Oh my god. I think they use the whole alphabet, and they just scramble it up each time. and put the letters in different order. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. And on the trains, a lot of the times they do say stuff in their language and then in English. Um, in Czech, they don't really do that. Or so far, I haven't really heard that because... I don't think there's an English translation for some of their met for their metro stops, but uh, most importantly, just have your map out. Don't look lost. You can have your map out. First time I've had a map is right here in Prague. I didn't have one in Belgium or in Amsterdam. Um, and honestly, the best way is to just get out on the first day and just find your way around. Like I would walk aimlessly and then I'd pull out my phone and be like, oh shoot, I'm a mile from my hostel. I got to work my way back. But then I just learned the streets. And this was the middle of the day too, you guys. So don't be afraid to ask and just realize in these three countries, most people speak English and are willing to help you. As for hostel check-ins, I have tend to end up in an area earlier than my check-in time. So I've been paying like five to six euros uh, for luggage um, to be held at like the train station, which has worked out really well for me. Except when you check in late to the hostel, you get the last choice of the, the bed unless you paid for a private room. Hostels have been between 25 and 30 euros, which is so cheap, you guys. Like, I'm staying for three nights in Prague for $78. You do the math. I'm sure, like, no. Like, you can't even get... No, you can't get anything like that in America. So, lately, I've actually had the um, top bunk because I check in later because my luggage is being held, so I just come whenever. Uh, but after three top bunks in a row, let me tell you guys, it's just quite inconvenient. Number one... Some of them are super just narrow, and I just think everything's going to fall off my bed in the middle of the night. 
Um, and you want to keep like I keep my money my money bag with me like so much it's whatever it's like your um, your fanny pack I guess you could say uh, and then my charger obviously like my phones underneath my pillow I hate sleeping with all these electronics around me but I keep that stuff by me and then in the hostels underneath the bottom bunk there is a place for your luggage super easy to just lock up your your stuff for the day and for the night um, but something I've learned is just the top bunk if you're last coming into the room isn't ideal so the last place I was in in Bruges I was able to get the bottom bunk and then now I'm in Prague and uh, I was in a, a, a more of a suite this time so there was no upper bunk so that's really nice but hostels are very very different hostel world has been an amazing app I feel like I'm yelling right now because the background um, has been an amazing app but every hostel is very different and to be honest with you guys I wouldn't stay at the hostel with the most reviews and the ones the ones that are most popular they're the loudest and some of them don't say that they're party hostels but they are so if they have 12,000 reviews versus like a thousand take the thousand like that's what I'm learning it's quieter like for me a hostel I'm not there to get shit-faced I'm going out on the town I'm learning about the country I'm meeting people out uh, I honestly didn't meet anybody really in the hostel until I was in Bruges and that was like a cool vibe like you get a vibe right when you walk into the hostel um, and so I was like, you know, I want to sit at the bar and have happy hour. And I met some Germans there, some Dutch people there. My Canadian friends were from there. Uh, I met a lot of people at that hostel. There was karaoke night. So it ranges too. Like you can see a bunch of like 20 year olds and then you can see like 50, 60 year olds. So just get the vibe. But honestly, don't book the most popular hostel. That's like my best advice. Uh, mixed hostel rooms aren't bad. Like guys are very respectful ladies. If you're worried about that, it's kind of weird to like meet somebody and be like, Hey, how are you? Good night. <laughs> so weird um but they're very respectful the only thing with the men in the hostel is the um the snoring now i can't just blame men because i was in a female only one and there was women snoring so honestly it's a give and take also i'm sitting outside at a brewery so if somebody comes and asks me what i'm doing that's why it's kind of loud i think they're throwing kegs right now um okay so there's that uh so yeah but last night i had two guys in my mixed storm because i booked for the wrong nights here so i didn't actually have a room and nobody snored and it was the quietest night that i've had here in a week it's very it's a big adjustment if you're used to living with one person or if you're just used to living alone to living with like 16 to 30 people it's just different um but again i'm you know i don't need to be on a budget this whole trip like i am you know what i mean like I'm not a, a broke college kid by any means, but I would rather spend more money on experiences and good food than a place to sleep. Um, but in between the hostel stays, I am staying at Airbnbs and hotels to have some privacy and to just kind of be able to fully relax because you don't really fully relax with a million people around. Um, most, like I said, most the most of the fear in traveling comes from being lost. Apparently, I act pretty confident uh, when I have no no clue no clue where I'm going. Because even in the Netherlands, people were asking me for directions. I was like, what? Do I look Dutch? Uh, but again, people genuinely want to help you, especially when you're traveling alone. I've met a handful of Americans, a handful of people that are just like, let me give you my number so you have somebody to contact here in Europe. Just people are just so kind, so kind. I just I can't explain how beautiful these countries are. It's it's not scary at all, and all you have to do is buy the ticket. To be honest with you. Now, like I said before, if you don't make time to journal about the day, you will forget places you loved and people you met. We all think we're going to remember and photos are a great reflection, but the truth, truth be told, we do forget. And uh, 16 pages I have or close to 20 pages in six or seven days is a lot to go back and reflect on and I'll add more to it. But just as I go along, I want, I want to make sure I'm documenting. So I've been typing that out on my computer and then I also have a journal on my day to day about like where I'm going and just kind of small notes. 
Two of my favorite things I've brought on the trip so far are my black trench coat because it has been pouring for three days off of Amazon. It's literally so trendy, perfect for fall in Europe. Um, and then I'd have to say my eye mask has been amazing, but also my multiple adapter plug. So you, they have different plugs here in Europe and you can just get a one plug in, but like, think about it. One plug isn't really enough when you have a camera, AirPods, a phone, computer to alternate a charging schedule every night. So that's that. Uh, my day bag has been great. I didn't bring a day bag because I was like, I'm not going to need that. I'm going to have to carry my backpack everywhere. Oh, thank God I don't. But I bought a day bag in Amsterdam. Um, and then in my day bag, I keep a small journal, a camera, some chapstick, water. I think I'm the only person in any of these countries that carries water. I asked a girl the other day that I met, she's from Budapest. And I said, would you know I was American if you saw me? Like, can you tell by looking at people? And she's like, no, I just saw your water bottle. And we don't sell water bottles that big here. <laughs> busted all laughing. Yes, Shauna, you are making your mark. Um, as tempting as souvenirs are, when you have a backpack, you don't want to buy anything. It's quite liberating because I spend way more time in nature and watching people and like not looking for anything like things. No, no. So the only thing I promised myself I would do is get a, um, a magnet in every country that I went to. Uh, magnets are great. They're healing, they're cleansing, they're memorable, and they're perfect for my fridge that it'll make me smile when I get back home. Uh, like I told you guys before, the language barrier has not really been an issue. I did have a France bus driver at 3 in the morning from Bruges to Brussels. He was quite literally very frustrated with me stomping his feet um, because I was not understanding what he was saying. But hey, it was a 3 a.m. chuckle. <laughs> As for tipping, tipping is not really a thing here. They run your card and have you sign and you're on your way. I think I've tipped once. I can't even remember what that service was for. But it uh, they don't even really give you an option to tip. It's just, uh, it's funny because it's like the best service I've had in my whole life. I ate at this Czech medieval restaurant last night. I was the only one in the restaurant. They were calling me madame and being like so genuinely kind. They just love their jobs here. They're just good people. Um, I have found, I tend to go into restaurants. I'm like, well, what do you recommend? And they don't want to give you recommendations for food, you guys. Like, don't even ask them. They truly believe everything on the menu is wonderful and you just need to pick something and go with it. So most places won't give you recommendations. Uh, yesterday I had for the first time goose and duck liver, which was quite interesting. It tasted amazing. It was like in this wine and pear chutney. And then I had roasted duck for dinner with these potato dumplings and this chestnut stuffing and oh gosh, and then salted caramel ice cream for dessert. Oh my God, with like an amaretto cookie. Okay. Oh, the sun is coming out. It's getting quieter. Are you still listening? Are you with me? Uh, let's see, as for smoking, drinking, all the things, avoid really being in an altered state. I learned my lesson in Jamaica. If you haven't listened to that episode, go on back a few, uh, back in January. But I had a few drinks in Belgium with my Canadian friends. I knew them for two days. I trusted them. Maybe a couple too many drinks. I was definitely feeling that. Um, but I haven't smoked any weed, done any ecstasy or mushrooms, um, smoked cigarettes, just done nothing like that. I just, uh, I like to have my wits about me and I'm by myself, you guys, like I'm not stupid. Um, of course, alcohol can do more damage sometimes than smoking weed and stuff like that, which is why I said, like, just everything in moderation and be aware of your surroundings and how to get back. Even coming into Prague, everybody's like, don't go out at night. Like, Prague's really, really nice. But, and you know, every place has, is a little sketchy at night, to be honest with you. But last night was my first night here, and I was like, oh, shit. I finished my medieval underground tour, and which is super cool in Prague, by the way. The only city with the under, an underground city. It was pitch black when I got out, and I was like, huh. And I had, like, a 20-minute walk to the train tram station to get me back to my hostel but I made it everything's fine 
throughout the throughout the journey I've noticed everybody wants to give you advice about your trip maybe what to take off your list or what to add to it that's great but what's most important is what you want to get out of the trip so I changed the end of my trip to be a little bit more re relaxing and uh, change it instead of um, Spain and Portugal I'm gonna do some island hopping in Greece it's what my heart feels called to do and I've been on the go a lot I'm, I'm tired I'm tired and I'm definitely taking time to rest and you know journal and be with myself but that's gonna be a great end to my trip so I have found the places I've been so far three days is a perfect amount of time some places too is fine uh, other places like Italy I plan to spend like a full week there it's it's uh, it just depends on what you're looking for so you can only eat and drink so much uh, but people say once you've seen one church you've seen them all and I can see that like I'm not obsessed about taking photos I've taken some really really good ones but I'm just trying to like be present and be here because I think about all my trips that I've taken and how often do I go back and look at those photos? Not all the time, to be honest with you. Uh, a couple other things I've noticed. People here wear their wedding ring on their right hand or their middle finger. Don't be fooled, ladies. He's not single. I was actually in the hostel in Belgium and there's this really good looking German guy and we were talking and his left hand was closest to me. And then I noticed he had a ring on his right hand and he was very much flirting with me. And I was like, oh, too bad you're married. He's like, oh, tonight I don't have to be. And I was like, oh, no, honey. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> He's like at a hostel with a buddy. It's like, yeah, my, my wife dropped me off. It's like a, what's it called? A hall pass? <laughs> Quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, that was very interesting. And then like the shoes people wear here, the clothes, like everybody's got their own trend. I just love it. Like nobody judges anybody. Um, even walking in the streets, you guys, like people aren't looking, very few people are looking down on their phones. Everybody's like head up going somewhere. And I don't know. I just feel more present with these people. And, uh, it's quite funny how a language barrier, I was in a brewery, De Havman in Bruges, and there was these three guys and they were good looking guys from France. And, uh, they didn't speak a lick of English. And it's so funny how when there is a language barrier, how you can just like look at each other and smile. <laughs> That's all you can do. Um, and then I met a girl on my plane ride here from uh, Brussels to Prague. And she is born in Budapest. She's like in her late 40s. She's got a 13-year-old daughter. Husband's from the UK. Her daughter is 13, you guys. She knows five languages. That is insane. If there's something I'm taking away from this is if God blesses me with kids one day, which he will, I will definitely be teaching them a different language so I guess I should start learning one but um man when you immerse yourself in the culture you just you learn a lot quicker and I think that's just so amazing uh like I said before I'm pleased with everything I've packed I don't regret anything that I packed and I don't wish I had more I'm looking forward to Munich um Airbnb to do some laundry I did get a Drindle sent there to my um, Airbnb host uh, I'm gonna spend three days there he's like five metro stops from Oktoberfest which I'm very excited about I have a couple friends I met in Bruges from San Diego on a motorcycle tour that I'm meeting up there and it's just gonna be a good freaking time good time uh, but yeah, my backpack's been great. I can see why people are going to want to burn their clothes by the end of their trip. Um, but luckily, other than getting pooped on by a seagull, everything's been fabulous. Honestly, the rain's keeping all my things clean. Let's see. So some travel advice that's worked well for me so far. Uh, back up against the wall on any bus transport line. Like, avoid pickpocketing as much as possible. I rarely have my map out. Thankfully, I do have uh, data so I can have my phone out. Uh, ask a local if you're not sure people generally do want to help you and they will point you to they or they won't point you to the direction you're going they'll actually walk you there which I thought was quite amazing like that's so nice of you thank you well, I can't read these street signs anyway 
Uh, keep a card with you and cash. Even a bit of local currency is nice. I actually went to this coffee shop yesterday in, in Czech, in Prague, and they didn't take American money or cards, so I couldn't get anything. I didn't get any Czech coins out. The currency here is very interesting. Like 40 Czech coins is $1.60 in American money, uh, whereas the euro, the euro is like $100 American is 98 euro. I believe that's what it is. It's pretty close. So it's a big difference here in Czech. It's a lot cheaper. And I even heard in Budapest and Hungary, it's even more cheap. So I think I'm going to like stay in a mansion there and get like a butler or something. <laughs> um, let's see, but keep a card with you, keep some cash with you. And then also keep another card and like your passport locked in your bag at your place of stay just to have a backup, just to be careful, just to have that. Um, and the most useful apps I found so far is Rail Planner, which is the year rail, which I'm able to book like my train, train pass on. If they're long train rides, like I, I book through the year rail. If not, you can, you can buy a bus or whatever. Like my bus from Bruges to Belgium was two hours and it was 18 euros, which is 20 bucks. So super easy. Um, I translate is helpful. I really haven't used that too much. If I see a word and I want to know what it is, I can type it in there. Uh, Get Your Guide is an amazing app. Uh, it tells you just about tours and stuff in the area. And the tours are pretty reasonable. There's always free walking tours, which are really nice because just learn about the city. You can only walk around and take pictures of so many buildings. And the funny thing is here, it's not even like you can tour yourself because you cannot read the signs. <laughs> so it's like a free walking tour is like the best thing to do. I met a couple girls. They were from, let's see, Chicago, I want to say, and Canada. Yes, boarding my flight in Iceland. And they told me about this app called Rome to Rio, which is like my favorite app. So anything, anywhere you want to go, it tells you different ways of transportation of getting there and like the fastest way. So that's been an amazing app as I've just been booking my journey as I go along. Uh, and then currency converter is really helpful too because when I first got here and like one of my dinners was $1,300, which is actually only $53 here in, in Prague. Quite amazing. But if you don't know that, it's like quite terrifying. Um, and I did make sure that I ordered a, um, or that I came to Europe with my Chase Sapphire card, which doesn't have any international transaction fees because those will add up really quick because I'm here for a long amount of time. So a little bit of everything. Um, let's see. I think that's... Oh, that's pretty much it. I got a lot. Go I got a lot going on. This that's a lot for week one, don't you think? I think so. Um, I don't know. I like I said. I feel like you can preach a better sermon with your life than with your lips. I have met some amazing people. It's funny, you guys. You know, I closed on my house right before I came here, and it's been a shit show. The police have been at my house like every day. The garbage truck hit my cable line. Um, my alarm system went off. They couldn't get a hold of me. My dad is the backup. They called him, and he was sleeping. So the police were dispatched there. It's just been. It's been crazy and I'm just laughing. I'm like, it's fine, I'm in Europe. <laughs> It'll figure itself out. Um, but yeah, going on, I have, I had uh, been mostly traveling via train. Uh, I did take a plane ride from Brussels to Prague um, because it was like a 13 hour train ride and this was $200 for this plane ride and I would just landed here. So it was like super nice. So I have a couple days here. Then I'm heading to this, uh, it's about an hour and a half from here. It's Carlovo Vary. I just butchered that, but uh, I'm going to go there for a night, stay in a hotel, and then I'm taking a train to Munich, which is about five and a half hours, and that's where I have my Airbnb. Uh, from Munich, I plan to hit Budapest and Vienna, Austria, and then I will be going down into the Switzerland Alps for my glacier rail tour through the Swiss Alps. Uh, from there, I will be going uh, northern Italy to southern Italy, and then I plan to fly over to Athens, Greece, and do island hopping for my last 
week or so. So that's like tentative plan, but I've literally changed this three times. Like I was going to go to London. I was going to go just different places and I don't know who cares, right? Wherever I end up, I end up. But hopefully you learned something from this. Uh, like I said, it's just uh, preaching a better sermon with your life than with your lips is how I live my life. And I think like wealth is not money. It's well-being. Like what makes, what fills your cup? What makes you feel good? Honestly, being here, guys, I have had bread and pastries and croissants and whole milk every day. And I feel fine. I feel great. I'm moving my body. It's just no preservatives, no crap. It's just different. Makes my heart a little sad to like think about going back to stuff that's so bad for me. But I truly feel like that's why people here like they chain smoke cigarettes. I've never been around so many cigarette smokers in my whole life. Like I might pick up smoking at this point. Um, But they're still healthy and happy and living their life and it just goes to show how much food impacts our health and our well-being and like the obesity in america and i don't know it's just different and you know to be honest with you guys like people here in different countries they think americans are dumb like they think we're dumb they think we just don't we're very oblivious we're just in our own new world which was eye-opening to me when somebody had said that to me. And, I, and you know, they were like, oh, well, you're not all dumb. Some of you are doctors and lawyers. And they just, they strongly value education here. Very, very, very much so. Um, but because we don't know their languages and we're not very worldly and we don't know much about history, I think we're dumb. So um, that's something to sit on, something to think about, something to maybe, I don't know, open up your open up your eyes to see what else is out there besides what's in your backyard because it's truly beautiful and uh, this is not my last trip to Europe. I have a million more coming and I think I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm extra grateful that I'm going back to school to be a naturopath and I can have my own practice because I see myself uh, doing naturopaths without borders, going to different countries and helping that, helping out and just like being able to practice anywhere and educate people about functional medicine and I feel like even people here and other countries are just more receptive to something different than pill popping. In America, we're starting to go that way, but we're very much set in our ways. So keep an open mind, keep an open heart, and see what the universe has for you. I love you all so much. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope my Instagram stories have been keeping you, you know, on your toes and maybe wanting to book that ticket. But all you got to do is book it. Nobody's stopping you. Remember, true wealth is an emotion. It's a sense of absolute abundance. It's not money. It's well-being. Love y'all so much. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile. Have a great, fabulous day.